Alright guys, what is going on? I had a special, special request from one Robert Srivastava for a new intro music and uh, boy, I hope that did not disappoint because that is probably my A number one song. What a way to start the new year. Super excited. Got a lot of amazing things planned in 2020 and I highly anticipate this year being uh, one of the most um, you know influential and memorable years of my life and I'm super excited to see what comes of it. Uh, really ready to, you know, go into it with my eyes wide open, heart full, and ready to put, you know, every ounce of effort and energy that I have into kind of everything that I've got going on. So uh, I've set some goals, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to sit and talk about that, and sit and talk about kind of how I talk about, you know, my goals and how I look at the new year. And you know, for me, we've talked about this before. I like doing previous year reflections, but I also think it's good to start looking at utilizing this as a catalyst uh, for, you know, kind of what we're going to be doing in the year to come. So basically what I like to do, guys, is I like to break down things into kind of four categories. And this is something that, you know, I think Seth Godin and a couple other people uh, have kind of recommended. And I think Noah Kagan picked it up and he reminded me of it this year. And I remember doing a few of these in years previous. But you have four categories. You have business, you have personal, you have travel, and you have fitness. And I think one of the fun parts about this is as soon as I created this, the little green check mark uh, on my uh, notes on my iPhone, I've already got one of them. And so uh, this is under the travel category. So we'll start there. So one of the things that Maria has kind of been saying for quite a while is that she really wants to go with me and take me to Colorado. Now she's gone the last two summers and she's been hiking and it's been a girl's trip and she just constantly is kind of like, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. I want you to come see this. I want you to come be a part of it. And so the first thing that we did on, I think it was the day after Christmas, uh, when I started kind of really writing down some of these goals, the first thing that we did was we got on a computer together. We got on Airbnb. We started looking up uh, some places and mapping out our trip. And we already have booked eight days at the end of May uh, to go to a couple different places in Colorado, including her favorite place, which is called Ure. And so uh, that one's already got a green check mark. Now, obviously, we still have to go, right? But <laughs> that'll be, uh, it's already booked. It's already paid for. And what we can start to do now is start to kind of think about what else we want out of the trip and, you know, what, uh, you know, what rental car, what flight and some of the, the nitty gritty stuff, but also, uh, what are some things that we really want to do? So I'm already pathing my books out and I know I'm like four and five months in advance, but, um, yeah, I'm getting a nice backlog of books as we start to prepare to get Lewis center ready to go. I've not had quite as much time to read. Uh, so that's one that I've already got down. My other one, uh, for travel is this winter is going to be one of the few winters where I don't get somewhere warm and tropical and it's one of the things I really believe in. I'm a huge believer in the power of, you know, sun and vitamin D uh, outside, you know, toes in the sand, getting some fresh, uh, you know, ocean water, fresh water. I guess that that's a counterintuitive there. But, um, you know, getting some time at the beach and getting some time in the water and getting some time in the sun. And I think that just pays unbelievable dividends in January, February for people from Ohio's mood. And like this week has been a great example. It's like cold and rainy and windy and gray. 
it's just gross and it doesn't do a lot of, you know, it doesn't have to tear down your attitude, but it definitely isn't something where you're like super jacked up about it, like where you're really excited and it brings you a ton of energy and all that stuff. So that's going to be something that we're going to dial in after we get back from Colorado. I like to plan vacations about five to six months out. And so we'll get that dialed in. So that's my travel goals for this year. They're simple. And when we go somewhere tropical, we're probably going to go somewhere new. Uh, so we really liked the keys, but we kind of didn't do it right the last time. So we might go and look somewhere there. We also really liked Punta Cana in the Dominican. We might look at doing something different if we were to go down there. And so uh, some different opportunities. So my fitness goals moving forward, um, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, you know, I've been having, um, you know, some of my back issues. I've had some back issues pretty much since I was in the army. It's nothing that uh, CrossFit really created for me. I'm not a great mover. I'm pretty inflexible in the way that you had to kind of stand for hours on end while you're a tomb guard uh, isn't great for both posture habits, uh, lower back health, strength, so on. Uh, so my knees and my back when I got out of the army were not very good, especially when you start considering the fact that I was like 25 when I got out. So really not good for a 25 year old. And I've, you know, I, I've worked, I've come a long way. My knees don't, you know, swell up like grapefruits every time I squat or work out anymore, like they used to when I was 25, but they also, um, and my knees actually don't bother me at all anymore, really. Uh, but my back has not uh, been fantastic. And I think a big part of that now is I've been sitting, I've been doing more website stuff, more, um, you know, coaching preparation. So doing presentations and slideshows and computer things and answering a lot of emails and all that kind of stuff. So just a little bit more time sitting. Also, I've logged about, uh, 2,200 more miles per month over the last two months than I typically do. So those are some things that are, uh, that are causing, I think my back to not be great. So I've started to work with Dr. Kraft again, which was sort of one of my goals. And I told him I would like to get back into being able to feel like I feel confident uh, lifting heavy weights again. Now I've been lifting weights, but I've been staying really inside of myself. So I don't think I've squatted more than maybe 165 to 185 pounds all year. Um, you know, I've, I've deadlifted and power cleaned maybe up to 200, but not much more than that. And, you know, the pressing stuff is still for the most part fine. So I have gone a little bit heavy, but I'd like to get back into uh, feeling some weight on the body and not feeling like I'm scared of it, not feeling like, uh, you know, it's it's going to lead me to have pain in days in the future. And already, you know, I've got two appointments uh, down with him and already I'm starting to see some improvement. So I'm excited to see where that goal goes. And that's going to be something for me where where, you know, I'm excited to get back in. I love lifting weights and it's been something where I've been able to focus cardio. I've been able to focus a little bit of, uh, you know, extra mobility and stability stuff. And my fitness is in a good place right now. Uh, when we start thinking about like cardiovascular health and fitness, but it's not a great place as we start thinking about the strength development, I'm maintaining my muscle mass, but I'm not growing my muscle mass. So I'd start to, you know, get that back, uh, passed in the right direction. So that's a big goal for me for 2020. So if you guys do see me and I am lifting weights, be like, yeah, give me a high five, right? Be proud of me for that. Cause, uh, it's something that hasn't been, uh, really exciting for me to go after as of late. And many of you who work out with me know that. Uh, the other one for me is, uh, to sign up for a competition that I've never done before. And that's a big one for me. Uh, I put biking, rowing or running maybe. And so that might be something like, uh, uh, I think they're called duathlons where it's just the, the biking and running with no swimming. Uh, not that I'm against a triathlon. I do like swimming. I'm a pretty good swimmer. Um, 
but the the length typically of some of those sometimes is something that's not super appealing to me. I also really like biking. So biking alone, I think, is really appealing to me, as is rowing competitions. But I don't know if I would row on water. I think there's a technique there that, you know, I may be behind the strength curve. And obviously, you're never too old to start. But I don't know how exciting rowing competitions are for people, uh, you know, in their in their mid to late 30s. I think that's more of like a high school, college thing. So I don't know. We'll see. That's what I'm going to start looking into is what competitions are available out there for some of these things, um, you know, that are that are just new zones. Obviously, there's a million running competitions or a million running things that you can do. And a lot of that competition is just with yourself. And that's kind of what I'm trying to create there. But I'm interested in in trying something new this uh, summer, probably, you know, all of those things are done outdoors. So I'm probably looking at summer time frame and I'm interested in just kind of getting back into the competitive landscape. For those of you guys who don't know, as Trip would say in Wedding Crashers, I got this damn competitive streak. So I'm a very competitive person by nature and I love to compete in every way. Uh, as we saw last night during game night during uh, New Year's Eve, I like to compete, right? And I, it's, it's something for me where I don't really ever take things too seriously. I sort of jokingly do like I mess with people while I'm competing with them. Uh, but for me, it's just the act of competing is very fun. And so my hope is to find a couple people who also kind of want to compete, who are maybe at or close to my level in some of those things, who we can maybe push it and uh, train for something. And I'm such a big believer, guys, on having that thing in your calendar that's two months or, or you know six months away that you know is there that is going to cause you to keep training hard, keep coming to the gym, keep eating healthy, stay dialed in and do the thing that you need to do to stay on the straight and narrow uh, from a habit perspective and all those other things. Uh, That was something for me, especially when I was competing a lot in CrossFit, that I would do anytime I started to maybe wax or wane a little bit. And, you know, I found myself maybe losing that little edge of motivation. Great. Go sign up for a local comp put it on the schedule, get it dialed in all of a sudden right now. It's like, okay, you know, I got six weeks till this competition and you know, I gotta, I gotta be dialed in. And so it just kind of refocus me a little bit. So I'm hoping that that has that same effect now. And then the last one for me guys is going to be to look at uh, continuing on a regimen of utilizing the sauna and utilizing walks. And I'm going to try to get those into things where I'm going to start with a three times a week uh, you know, goal for each thing and try to get outside a little bit more. Listen to my book on tape. I've been crushing audible lately and uh, I can set some little audible goals. It's not in my actual like big picture goals, but my audible goals kind of daily and weekly are somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes of audible uh, audio book listening time. And I think the sauna and the walks help me guarantee that I'm going to get that while also doing something that is, you know, very beneficial and proven to help your health. And my hope is that the sound and the walks also kind of help out with some of the back issues as well on top of the exercises that I'm doing. So those are my travel and my fitness goals. And then the last two categories I have are business categories, which is obviously going to be friendship for me, but also uh, my rental business. So uh, we've talked about that a little bit in the past, but I've got three rental properties now. And, you know, my goal is to kind of add one every six months or two per year, uh, really until I die. (laughs) I just think it's kind of fun. I found a great property management company who is helping me out a lot. And, you know, it's been something there was some very stressful times over the 
last probably two or three months, but I've learned so much in what I consider to be a very short period of time, just in the, you know, 16, 18 months that I've had rental properties. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to taking the things that I've learned and, you know, fixing those. It's a lot like early days at friendship. It's like this new, you know, new business, new industry. You don't know so much and you don't know what you don't know. And so you're just operating with, you know, the best experience that you can asking questions, finding people who are successful in the arena. So that's one of the goals there. And that would get me to five rental properties. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I enjoy that. It's fun for me. It's so much more fun. You know, I'm a big personal financial guy. And if you guys don't know that, like, I'm just a big believer in that time and being smart with your money gives you freedom. And that freedom allows you to give back to other people. It allows you to take care of your own mind and your own, you know, physical and mental health. And I think that is paramount in importance. And so if you don't equate the two, right, if you don't equate having good, solid foundational financial principles with your own freedom, your own ability to give back to your community, your own ability to give back to the people you love in your life and your own ability to give back to yourself so that you have the freedom to go and work out, you have the freedom to go on walks and meditate and listen to podcasts and read and grow and develop. If you don't believe that that's what money can do for you or not even money really necessarily, but just good, solid, making money, not stressful for you. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, the more young people that I guide and talk to through this, the more you start to see, like once you've got your stuff kind of automated and your paycheck comes in and it automatically gets sifted into the correct percentages, into the correct accounts, it's freeing. You feel comfortable. You feel good about things. And that's just a place that that's something that I've experienced the other end. Maria's experienced the other end. We've shared those tears. We've seen that stress. And it's an amazing just gorilla lifted off people's backs. And once you start to see that, you start to really respect and appreciate what it can do for you. And so I enjoy much more the rental property end of things than putting you know money into the stock market. It's not real to me. I can't see it. I don't necessarily understand why you know Apple's stock is going up or down. It all just seems kind of fabricated to me. And you know you have no control over it. So uh, I've enjoyed that process of utilizing you know money I saved to invest in that. And I think it's a good strategy. I think it's fun. It's exciting. And I'm very lucky to have Justin and Hillary in my life to help guide me and support me uh, through that endeavor. And uh, they're typically nooners. So if you guys are ever interested in getting into that, I would highly recommend that you guys seek them out. They've been just incredible mentors for me uh, as I start that journey. So that's one of my business goals. And then obviously the rest of these guys are going to be kind of friendship goals. And a couple of my big ones are obviously they're Lewis Center oriented, right? I want Lewis Center to make sure that it gets off the ground well. And then the Dublin orientation of that is I'm so excited for us to get into this level method stuff. So two things about level method that I think are really kind of crazy. So number one, all of our coaches have to get certified as like level method instructors. So we had to go through the online course. We had to all go through, you get quizzed, you get graded, you have to learn everything about it. And we can't even move forward into like some of the app stuff until all the coaches finish it. And then we can't move forward even still to give it to you guys until all the coaches go 
through and get their levels and actually like implement it. So it's cool to see somebody who has this high degree of quality control over their product. It's very unique in the fitness industry. The fitness industry is usually like, hey, buy our thing. And like, as soon as you give us the money, here it is, right? And good luck and figure it out yourself. These guys are very, they're much more guidance oriented and they don't want people who aren't going to be willing to put in the work and, you know, use the system well uh, to even be a part or be associated with their brands. So I have a high degree of respect for that. But the other thing that's going to be really cool for it is I'm such a programming nerd and geek and I have a dashboard on the back end where I can see every single person's level in the entire gym. And then what we can do is we can like specialize in a cycle from a programming perspective on, you know, a few categories. So let's say two or three categories. So it might be upper body pull, you know, lower body push. So like front squat and pull-ups and then maybe like aerobic power intervals. So like fight gone bad. And I think that that's just going to be so cool. We can hammer that stuff for eight weeks. We can work on developing it and getting it better. And then we can test again and we can see on average how many levels in those areas can we move people up with our programming. And it's it's a great testament to see if the programming that we go to do in a, in a focused specific area is actually worthwhile. And then also when we start to test again, we can also see is, is there carryover, right? If we see front squat and pull-up stuff get better and does that stuff carry over then to deadlift? Are we also moving up in levels in deadlift, even though we didn't focus deadlift and maybe we barely did it over that 10 week cycle, but because we got stronger, our upper back got stronger, our pulling muscles got stronger, all those things, we actually got better at something else. So I'm super excited to nerd out and geek out on that stuff. It's such a cool system. It's so robust and well-made. It's completely thought through. And uh, we're going to be really hammering that in January. As soon as all the coaches get through the training, all the coaches get their levels, we're going to start testing and getting all the uh, Dublin people their levels. And I'm super excited to see kind of what comes from that. So that's something that I'm really excited. That's one of my big you know, goals for 2020 is to install the level method, help people understand and get programs and get assistance and accessory work so that they can really hammer in and hone in on the one, two or three categories that they really want to juice up. So if you're just like, I want a strict pull up more than anything in the world, or I want to muscle up more than anything in the world, then we're going to test. We're going to see what level you're at now. And then we have a very definitive next level to look at and say, here's exactly what you need to do over the next eight weeks to, you know, progress to that next level, that blue two from blue two to blue three. Right. And once you get to, you know, brown one, then you've got your muscle up. Right. And that's the work. This is the trajectory. And so I just think it's very nice to have that completely objective results oriented programming. So I think it's going to be a huge differentiator for friendship. And I think the way that our coaches are going to be able to implement it is going to be far and beyond whatever, you know, really any other fitness program, probably in the Midwest or maybe even in the country is going to be able to do just because I trust in our team so much. So uh, we have some other uh, goals that are probably very boring to you guys from a business perspective. Um, But as we start to, you know, get Lewis Center off the ground, you know, one of my big goals is I really want to start looking at being a little bit more involved with some of the school systems, some sports teams and starting to kind of spread our influence in that youth you know, program and kind of the community generally from a youth perspective. So being able to go to schools and do nutrition talks and do exercise talks and do some of these things. And, you know, we do lunch and learns for companies 
in corporations from a corporate wellness perspective. But, you know, how much that stuff works for adults. Adults make so many excuses. But with kids, you might, you know, say something or show show a kid something and they might go home and be interested in it and tell their parents like, you know, hey, these guys came to our school today and, you know, they talked a lot about, you know, exercise and the value of, you know, depending on what age they are, the value of, you know, compound lifts and the value of resistance training. And I'm super interested in that. You know, I love the rock. The rock's my hero. And I want to be big and strong like the rock, you know, and these guys said that, like, I need to learn to deadlift. I need to learn to squat. Um, and this was me when I was like 13, 14, I was like, I wanted so badly to not be this skinny, scrawny little kid. And I just never had anything, anybody. There's no guidance. There was no, like nobody could point me in the direction of, you know, how to get, you know, big and strong. And so I think that, you know, that's just one instance, but, you know, it might also be stuff like having some of our, you know, female nutrition coaches just continue to talk to young girls about, you know, properly eating and how you can maintain and actually keep and develop your metabolism that you have when you're young and improve that through your high school, college years. And you're never really then going to have to worry too much about your body image or your weight loss or dieting or any of that crap. You just have to get ahead of the curve. And I think some of those discussions can be really valuable. So those are some of my things uh, that kind of go to the community end. And so that kind of wraps up my business ones. My personal ones are really focused on uh, Maria and uh, and my family, obviously. And so, uh, you know, I'd like to get back into doing, you know, breakfast stuff with my mom and dad. Uh, we enjoy going to Scramblers up in Powell. It's uh, fantastic. The uh, zesty breakfast sandwich, I forget what it's actually called, but uh, it's like avocado and then like an omelet uh, on like, toasted panini with like this like spicy chipotle sauce it's i don't know what it is but it is off the charts it is like the greatest sandwich it's number one on my sandwich big board for those of you guys who wonder uh, about my sandwich big board but i love it and so looking forward to getting back into that i like to do that maybe uh, a couple times a month if if we can and obviously right now it's just like all the things that I really enjoy doing from a normal day and week perspective have been kind of thrown awry uh, since we've been trying to get Lewis Center over the goal line. And then uh, date night every Friday and make sure that Maria and I uh, have some you know personal alone time where we can reconnect, get on the same page. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past. And, you know, again, over this time frame, we've gotten away from it a little bit. But once January wraps up and Lewis Center gets off, uh, you know, my hope is that we can get back into, um, you know, prioritizing these things. And obviously uh, that one's going to be simple. We can do that for sure. Family walk. This is one of the big things that Maria loves is she loves going outside. She just loves being outside, period. She loves being outside. She loves being with her dogs and she loves being with me. And so any day and on Saturdays, we're going to try to get out and take a nice long, like 30, 40 minute walk and get the dogs some good exercise. And again, just another opportunity for us to kind of talk and chat. Maybe that can be something for us on Saturdays that we follow up on our Friday night date night and just kind of as after we've slept on some stuff and maybe talked about some bigger picture things uh, go from there. And then Maria has also done this. And so she has her own kind of personal goals, which also sort of become my personal goals. 
And then the last one is, uh, well, and I just stopped by Drew, Drew Fergiewell's, uh home office, and man, I've got some serious uh, FOMO there. He's uh, He's got a really nice office. It's super organized. And my office is a bit in shambles right now. Uh, just <laughs> just completely, uh, Maria started tearing down the paneling on the wall for some reason uh, without any real plan. And so half the walls just kind of torn off for no real reason. Um, it's very cold because I don't think there's any insulation in the walls. And so I have to have a space heater. So if you guys ever hear anything in the background, that's what that is. And, you know, it just isn't super optimal right now uh, for work. So uh, that's going to be my one, you know, big thing that I really want to start to kind of dial in. And I think Maria and I both want to get to a place where uh, we maybe have carpet in each of our rooms and offices. And so carpeting that, finishing out the walls, we're going to have to re-drywall, re-insulate, and I'll probably try to do all that myself if I can. And obviously that'll be a learning process, but just kind of some of those, those little things. So I think that for the most part kind of wraps up my my 2020 goals. And this is sort of how I, I categorize things is what are my first things? Put those first things first. And so, you know, I'm reading The One Thing right now, which is a great book and I highly recommend it. But it really talks about how you want to really dial down and get to, you know, maybe in each of these categories in business, personal, travel, fitness, what are the things like, what is the one thing if I just did this in the quote is if I do this one thing, it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. And sometimes like you just have to sit and stew on that. So I'm going to say it again. If I do this one thing, everything else in that category will become easier or unnecessary. And so let's look at my personal goals. So date night with Maria every Friday. Okay. If I want to have a good relationship, what is the one thing that I can do that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? And I think, I believe that that date night on Friday and the family walk on Saturday, that those two things, I know it's two things, not one thing, sorry, but those two things alone allow Maria and I to have space, to talk, to connect, to communicate about our future, to communicate about the things we're frustrated about and the things we want to change, to communicate about the things that we loved that the other person did that week. That communication allows us to progress our relationship and continue to stay close and move forward. And I think those things like that, those are the things that we know if we do these things, that everything else in our relationship will become easier or unnecessary. And so all the little frustrations, all the you didn't do the dishes, what are we having for dinners? You know, are you going to go to the grocery? Did you let the dogs out? All those little, little, you know, ticky tacky little mini fights, like the little arguments that you have all the time uh, that just kind of mount up over the week. They're like these little frustrations, these little frustrations, and they just sit there and they stew and they grow. And if you don't have that time to sit down and iron all those out, get back to a place of calm, peace and quiet and realize that you love each other and realize that everything will be okay and realize that we're here and we're here for the long haul and we're going to grow and develop together and we're going to push each other into the future and we're going to achieve these goals that we have. If you don't have that time, then things become very hard very quickly. You start to become frustrated more and more with each other. The fights escalate. They become bigger. You feel disconnected. So you have to start finding what those one or two things are for each of these, right? Start thinking about travel. 
I start to get agitated with my daily life, uh, you know, just generally, uh, it's become something where I start to feel almost trapped sometimes. Right. And I think that that's probably something that a lot of people feel and travel is something for me where I know it's like, if I can get outside and I can get quiet time to read, those are the two things that make me feel not trapped. Right. And we asked this question the other day to the Lewis center coaches, if you had one extra hour every day, and you had to spend it doing something that you wanted to do, what would it be? How would you spend that time? And I think that answer, if you really think about it, is very revealing about, you know, because so many, a lot of the answers were stuff, something like sleep. It's like, well, you can control that right now. You'd spend it sleeping like, okay, well, that's, that's something you can control now. You know, my answer was uh, either reading or sitting down and having coffee with a new person every day and just connecting and communicating and learning. I think everybody can bring extra value into your life some way, somehow. And, you know, I think the other piece of that is if I would spend my time that way, then that's how I want to spend my time traveling. That's how I want to spend my time, you know, from my own personal standpoint. So those are things that's kind of where my parents and having breakfast and coffee comes in. That's how my travel comes in. Those are the things that I do when I have those extra hours. And then the same thing from a fitness perspective, my one or two things, I know, sorry, I have two things, not one thing. Maybe the book would tell me I need to dial it down even more. Um, but signing up for a competition, I know is going to be one thing that is going to keep me motivated. It's going to keep me focused. It's going to give me a goal. It's going to allow me to, you know, focus on nutrition and focus on making sure that I'm hitting my training days every week and all those things. So that's one thing that I know I can do that will make everything else easier. And then getting back into some degree of chiropractic care so that I can, uh, you know, have somebody holding me accountable, right? Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs somebody who's holding them accountable. Everybody. And Dr. Kraft is great at this, right? He just looks at you and he just goes, if you're not doing these exercises, like you're not going to be able to lift healthy. And if you're not going to be able to lift healthy, then you're not going to be able to maintain your muscle mass and grow your muscle mass. If you're not able to maintain and grow your muscle mass, then you're less fit. If you're less fit, that's against like your global goal, right? Like that's who you are. And so those little things like, so I just need somebody to continue to hone in on holding me accountable. And I think sometimes that starts to get, you know, if you have the same coach for so long and you know, you you're disconnected, you haven't met with the coach, you haven't talked to them, you haven't, you know, felt like you're held accountable, then, you know, that's usually something that you have to go and seek out. Like Dr. Kraft's not going to text me randomly and I shouldn't expect him to text me randomly and just be like, Hey, how has weightlifting been going for you? Like that would be weird. Right. And so I have to be the one to tell him like, Hey, look, I'm struggling. I need help. Right. I want to do this. And right now I can't, I need help. Right. So that was the one thing there get in touch with Dr. Kraft and start getting on a regimen where I'm doing exercises and I'm doing activities and I'm doing things that are going to help my lower back re kind of correct itself a little bit and allow me to start weightlifting without pain. And so if I do these exercises, I really, honestly, it's more simple than that. If I text Dr. Kraft, he will hold me accountable. I will learn the exercises. I will do the exercises. I'll follow up with him from there. Then I will be able to lift healthier. I'll be able to gain muscle mass. I'll be able to increase my metabolism. I'll be able to stay healthier for longer and so on, so on, so on. So the one thing I can do is just keep in touch with Dr. Kraft, follow up with him, send him a text message. That's my one thing. That's it. Everything else becomes easier, completely unnecessary if I do that. Right. So hopefully this kind of sets your guys mindset right with some of these goals is dial them in and hone them in. And if I push you on it, if you tell me what your goal is, this is what my goal is. How is that going to make everything else easier or unnecessary? 
How is that going to be the one thing that if you achieve, that if you do, that if you knock it off your to-do list, how is that going to be the one thing that changes things for you in 2020? And there's a lot of like easy ones, right? I'm going to start meal prepping. Well, what's that going to do for me? Well, meal prepping is going to allow me to take out that possibility that I don't have lunch and I'm super hungry. And typically when that happens to me, I go to Taco Bell or I go to Chick-fil-A. And then now I've got one bad meal instead of a good meal. And that compounded over 46 meals over the year has led me to make bad decisions time and time again. And because I'm not meal prepping, I'm unprepared when I come home from work and I don't have food in the refrigerator. I'm not planning ahead with my nutrition. So I'm just reactionary. I'm just grabbing food willy nilly here and there with no plan and no semblance of growth or getting better. And this one thing, just meal prepping on a Sunday is going to allow me the opportunity to eat significantly healthier within a plan. That then is going to make me have better mental acuity. It's going to make me look and feel better. I'm going to feel better during my workout so I can maybe work out more consistently. I'm going to recover faster. I'm going to grow muscle mass. I'm going to, you know, just everything is going to improve in my health picture from this one thing. And when things improve from my health picture, then I'm more excited to be at work. I'm more excited to be in relationships. I'm more excited to communicate and connect with the people around me. And when I'm that way, when I'm that person, when I'm that version of Jeff, when I'm the engaged, fun, exciting version of Jeff, then people want to be around me more. And when people want to be around me more, typically in the past, that's when I've met people I love. That's when I've gotten promoted. That's when I've come up with some great new idea. It's when I've become more invaluable in other people's lives. So by doing this one thing, by meal prepping, all of those things get better. And so that's sort of how we have to start looking at this stuff. And I hope that this gives you guys a great mindset to walk into 2020 with and a great mindset for you to start sitting down with your significant other, sitting down with your family. I would do yours first individually. Think for you. What is the one thing that you can do? And just write it down. What is the one thing that you can do today? that is going to make your relationship better? Was the one thing that you could do every week or every day that's going to make your relationship better? And it could just be silly. I mean, it could just be, you know, hey, I'm going to start, you know, (laughs) giving my wife the garage, like whatever it is, right? So that's then, because one of her big frustrations is she has to wake up early. She has to brush her car off. She hates doing that. She hates being cold. And so, you know, I'm going to let her have the garage every day so that when she goes out, she doesn't have those things. That's going to decrease her stress and noise in the mornings. She's then going to be able to have a better better day. She's going to be a little bit more calm. And she's going to realize that that's like a gift that I can give her every day. And like those simple little things, like that could be how simple it is for you. But start trying to boil it down to, to the one thing, because if we get overwhelmed by all of the one things, all of those little things, then we get these long to do lists. They become unachievable and you don't know which one to prioritize. And so prioritization or really maybe a better way to look at that is a firm understanding of what is the one thing that I can change and put all of my energy and effort behind that will have these ripple effects in every other aspect of my life. What is that one thing? And just focus all your energy on one thing. Be results driven, not task driven. And what that means really is that, you know, I'm focused only on the one thing that is going to allow me to get the results that I want to achieve. Right. So for me, that's coaches. And so this is going to be the point that I wrap up on. Right. For me, my one thing 
from a professional or, you know, business standpoint, or really honestly, my whole life is if I focus on my coaches, if I make sure that they get paid well, I make sure that they are comfortable in their lives and they get to spend time with their families and they get adequate wellness days and days off that they're able to work out and exercise, that they're able to grow and develop themselves. I understand that if I give them that freedom, if I give them that opportunity that they will come in and they will give every single person at friendship a great experience. They're going to smile. They're going to be present. They're going to be happy to be there. They're going to enjoy their jobs. And what I know is that when they enjoy their jobs, then people enjoy coming, right? People want to be around people who enjoy their jobs. People want to be around people who are having fun. If you guys have ever gone to a restaurant where a waiter is like hates their job and hates their life, it's automatically pretty much going to be a miserable experience. And so if I can give them the tools to feel successful and feel in control and feel happy, then you guys, the the clients, the people consuming the fitness are going to have a great experience. And if you guys have a great experience, then typically you're going to stay around longer. And if you guys stay around longer and you are consistently enjoying coming in over time, you're going to get pretty fit. You're going to be able to do a bunch of things. You're going to be able to do rope climbs and cleans and all these amazing things, handstands and all this stuff. And sometimes people take that stuff for granted. It's like, think about the average person at friendship and all the crazy stuff that they can do. It's like, you know, Hey, can you do a pull up? Can you do a rope climb? Can you do a handstand? Can you do a clean? It's like, people are just like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get better at those things. Like, of course I can do them, which is like crazy because 99.9% of people in America can't. And so if I can focus on the coaches, then everybody's able to be more fit. Everybody in the whole community is going to be able to be more fit and they're going to be able to have more fun doing it. And if everybody in the community is able to be more fit and have more fun doing it, then we're going to do better as a business. And if we do better as a business, then the coaches can, you know, make more money and they can do better. And then I can reinvest that money into giving us nicer equipment and better facilities and hiring new awesome coaches who are super exciting and fun and making sure that they're paid well and continuing to develop. And then you keep getting, you know, a better product and you're able to come with, you know, new equipment and updated facilities and better coaches who are getting continuing education, who are growing and developing and they're consummate professionals all the time. And it constantly just kind of grows and grows and becomes better and better and better. And then as a byproduct of that, because I'm able to focus on just that one thing, I'm also able to you know get more freedom and more time with my family. I'm able to read and develop and grow only in that one area, right? I don't need to worry about, you know, random things that I used to worry about or probably that a lot of gym owners worry about because I understand that just leading and giving and taking care of these people is going to trickle effect into everything else working, everything else going really well. That's my one thing. Take care of the coaches, help the coaches grow, help the coaches get, you know, have fulfillment and enjoyment and freedom in their jobs and in their lives. And that's it. And as a byproduct of that, everybody else will have better experience. And as a byproduct of everybody else having better experiences, everybody else will get fitter. Everybody else will have more fun. And as a byproduct of that, everybody will do better all along the way. So uh, that's my kind of one thing. 
And, you know, I know that it sounds kind of silly, but it also provides me the freedom in my relationship. It provides me the freedom to, you know, be with my family, to have a home that we love, to have animals that we enjoy and to be able to spend time with those animals and be able to read and grow and develop. Because if you're able to focus on that one thing, then I have to really only read and develop in that one area. I can focus and I can become an expert in, you know, leadership and business development and taking care of employees. And those are the books and the stories and the companies that I like to study is who takes care of their employees better than anybody. And I think it's fascinating. And so that's sort of how you guys have to start looking at things and how you have to start kind of boiling it down. And so I know that that's my number one priority is take care of the coaches, take care of your employees, take care of the people who take care of you and everything else will come uh, from that. And all the rest of these things are all things that, you know, I get to do that I get to enjoy because I put that first thing first because that's my one thing. So I hope you guys have a fantastic start to 2020. We have so many exciting things coming up over the next two months. It's going to be a crazy two months for me. And if I haven't seen you guys in a while, don't worry. I'll see you soon. I'll give you a big hug. Uh, you know, I just got to get to the end of January here, get Lewis Center open, finish up coaching and some of these other things that I've thoroughly enjoyed. But I am very excited to get back uh, in front of you guys in your everyday lives and be doing more podcasts and be, you know, guiding and leading everybody more. And I'll have one more podcast early early next week. And I'm super excited about it. I started recording it the other day and, uh, you guys will start hearing more from me. Thanks guys. Bye.